Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. What kind of country are we going to be? Four more years of George... Uh... Georgia, he, uh... Wait, wait a second. Is that Luke Skywalker? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Mark, thank you so much. Always remember, the Force will be with you, always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you Mr. Hamill. And there we had it, ladies and gentlemen, the low points of the 21st century. <laughs> Mark Hamill. It's on early a- still. Mark Hamill on a Google Zoom meet, whatever, the the most schlocky, careless, half-assed attempt to, you know, to theatrically bring somebody on by surprise. (laughs) And yes, it is Mark Hamill. There's a pro-Biden, pro-Biden powwow. And one of the this is too good. This <laughs> this is too good. This is this makes me want to obviously throw myself out of a window and die. Obviously, but at the same time, it wants me to stick around because we're so close to the end of civilization. I just want to <laughs> see how it goes. Um, but here we go. Prepare yourselves. If you're not yet drinking, maybe now is a good time to go get a drink. I have a beer here. I have another harpoon, harpoon beer. I've pushed off uh, to tomorrow. Now I'll be in recovery for food and drink addiction. Instead, Mark Hamill has pushed me back uh, into the dark side, and uh, you'll find out in uh, in just a moment. So we've got a lot to talk about today. More more Biden trouble. He's called the lid on the day again. I don't know if we're going to see him at this point at all anymore uh, this year. Uh, it. I mean, seriously. I at this point, if you're how can you – well, I don't know. I mean, does he go out and give an acceptance speech if he wins the presidency next week? Is he going to Is he gonna be live anywhere? And Maybe he, Jill can give his acceptance well, speech that is, for him. Well, that is – Sorry, point. Dr. Biden. Alice, that's a great point. Don't be vindictive. That's a great point because Jill now is never seen – you never see him without Jill. And that's odd. We're supposed to believe because the media won't mention it that it's, like, bizarre because they're not a team – He's running. 
You don't see Melania out there flanking Donald uh, when he's doing Zoom calls. But so Jill's always with him to kind of help him. It's obviously what we're seeing. We know what we're seeing. She's his medical aid, essentially, <laughs> helping the guy. No, it's true. Helping him along. For the media not to say anything is just typical of the media. Do you figure Daniel Dale would want to just clean his conscience a little bit and say, just for the record, everybody, uh, this is not a, a, a normal thing that somebody be out here with somebody holding their hand off and prompting them when to talk, a lot of times guiding them back to the uh, podium, sometimes speaking at the podium themselves while Joe aimlessly drifts from stage <laughs> left to stage right, probably trying to grasp exactly where he is on earth at the moment. But so uh, so that is, that is that. We'll have a lot of that stuff as well. I'm in a very good mood today. I don't know why. Maybe because it's rainy and cold and it's just made things interesting today. Um, I got the trash out into trash day is, you know, this for the any for those of you under like 45, not in those of you who aren't married with kids. Um, when you're mostly dead inside, you start uh, <laughs> valuing trash day and how good a, a haul you managed to get taken away. And today was a fairly good uh, haul for me. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, uh, and also over the week, like I told you yesterday, I've been doing leaves. Uh, and uh, <laughs> just in, in case you were wondering if I truly live the rock and roll lifestyle, yes, leaves and trash. But uh, so the trash guys, um, I had a good haul today. Why am I mentioning this? Is this do, wait, are you my Jill Biden? Is what that what are this you is? talking about? Because uh, when they, with the George administration, my God, I am more senile than Joe Biden. Am I Joe Biden? Am are we? Is this really happening? Am I here? All right. So let's just we'll just start with where we started here. So the the Biden people are having a Jesus Christ. Right. This is like people who are phone banking for Biden are on a Zoom call to get them like ginned up to, you know, go out and tell the voters to and, vote for Biden and in knock Ohio. Doors and, stuff. and it's team building. And if you have ever worked in a situation where this happens, although Alice has done politicking before. She's just done door knocking and, and literature drops, I believe they're called, Alice. Mm -hmm. Lit dropping, And right. all, all that stuff. And you got to kind of build up everybody up into it. My mother was actually, I don't think you even knew this about her, but she actually worked on, I think, the Rotundi campaign. Yeah. Do you know the Sam Rotundi? It's a long story. He's no. a storied legend in Winchester, Massachusetts. He's a lawyer. Is Rotundi the one that fell off your back deck? And That's Todd. That's, yeah. Yes, that's, that's Sam's um, nephew. Oh, okay. Todd Rotundi went on to star in a uh, at least one soap opera and act in movies, including a Kerouac movie. Oh, um, with uh, who's the the stoner guy who hang, who smokes dope with um, on the Pineapple Express? James Franco. Yeah, or? good looking guy, James Franco. Yeah, oh, he's okay. been in movies with him. He's oh. a, he's a, and he's a great guy. He's, you can find him my Facebook friend. Follow Todd uh, Todd um, Rotundi and also Brian Jancy G I A N C I. He's another actor friend of mine who uh, we went to the same school with. Very cool guys, but anyway, Sam Rotundi. My mother used to be uh, Sam Rotundi was running for was it lieutenant governor maybe? I think against John Carrier. I don't even remember. It's about this is in the early eighties. Anyway, so there is with with campaigns. There's always um, there's always a close camaraderie, you know, which is mm -hmm. uh, often why everybody there sleeps with each other. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but it's also like according to the movies. Work. Anyway. But and it's, it's terrible, it, and you well, yes, gotta get people excited. There's team building. There's team building, and it's very fun, and it's and it's very good. And I worked one time right after high school. I moved to California and and worked near Yorba Linda, home of um, Dick Nixon, um, of uh, Richard Nixon. And I worked as a in telemarketing 
So we worked with this stuff. So our job was to go through this big Rolodex of mm-hmm. of old people to call and describe to them how they needed flame start, which is or flame stop, which was this <laughs> fire retardant thing that was supposed to be. And you'd have a whole script here to read. It's supposed to be the most effective thing, whatever. And if you don't, and if the old person said, "Well, I don't think I can afford it," then you go to page six and scare the hell out of them, and <laughs> let them know that they would burst into flames and be consumed by uh, <laughs> blue flames in minutes if they didn't get this thing. It was horrible. I didn't last very long. Um, and I had to call an old woman named Shattuck one time, and I scared her. I'm like, "Oh God, sorry, man." And so once you get it, once you get, once you've set up your person and they're on the fence. Then you hand them off to a like a finisher, you know, one uh-huh. of the guys, the by, closer, yeah, the closer, yep, exactly, really coked up. You know, they're <laughs> all, they all looked the same as the early '90s. They all looked and dressed the same, and they'd always be throwing um, apples and vitamins around the room. You know, all right, big T, let's go, guys. Come on, come on. I want to see. I need more closing. <clears throat> it was very like bro, <laughs> bro jerk environment, etc. <sighs> so I mean, and that's. That was that kind of camaraderie. But this kind of camaraderie with these guys, with the Biden get out the vote folks, it was a, is a little bit different. So, But the good thing is, if you're trying to motivate Biden people, all, everybody in Hollywood's on the left. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, all you have to do to excite these people is bring in a huge megastar. <laughs> and if you can't find one of those, guess who was available? So here we go. Uh, here's the Zoom meeting. And this guy who sets this thing up, is um, <laughs> it's funny that they pick the least able person to give a performance on the face of the earth <laughs> to bring on an actual actor with a resume, but they do. And here we go. Let me know if you're surprised. Hey everyone. Hey. Hi. Hi. Well, uh, thanks for all you guys for doing to help us uh, with volunteering and making calls to voters. Um, before I go any further, I can see someone without their camera on. Whoa! Something <laughs> seems to be amiss. Someone Somebody's... doesn't have their camera on. Yeah. I mean, what an oversight! Didn't you see the instructions? Clearly said that. I mean, what kind of person wouldn't have their camera on? I can see the black box right now. There's no face there. But what are we doing here, guys? Can you please turn your camera on? Well, the camera's on. There's an old person there. <laughs> oh, that must be why they didn't get their camera on. Yeah. They're just elderly. They didn't know There's about the technology. There's a person I believe is Wilford Brimley sitting next to um, Estelle Getty there. Wait, wait a second. Is that Luke Skywalker? Oh. <laughs> Whoa. Out of nowhere, Mark Hamill has dialed into the Zoom meeting. Who knew? This guy really sold it, too. Wait a second. Is that Luke Skywalker? Huh? Did we take care of you guys or what? Huh? Hello, everyone. Hey. Mark, thank you so much. You notice that there's um, a music bed in this? Because they're like, if if we don't put a music bed under this, people will assume that we're subliminally asking them to commit suicide. Because it's so horrifically sad what's happening here. But no, here we go. Mark's in. Oh my God, it's Luke Skywalker. Sure. I'm so glad you're all here today. It's proof that the resistance is not dead, right? Oh, he's like, all right, dude, you paid for three Star Wars references. You're going to get resistance. I'll give you two more. I better, this better hit my Venmo immediately to do this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Luke said something and then laughed. And that just means us now in this really third rate, third half. Um, Comic-Con uh, Zoom call here. 
uh, will take his cues and act uh, uh, accordingly. I'm so proud of you for having engagement in this fight, and that's what it is. It's so important, especially in Ohio with early voting. Uh, what The people in this call are adults. But what does it feel that you that it makes you feel good to have another adult guy in his 60s say, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> See, I'm giving you a compliment. Doesn't that feel good? And I'm so, I'm a better, you know. I could be doing Hollywood stuff with Hollywood people. But I'm stopping down here because I'm, I'm proud of you. Not just anybody's proud of you, me. And your people, you're barely existing. I mean, I don't know why you bother. But you should, this should be a high point for you. <laughs> keep the momentum going so mark uh is the force with joe and kamala all right now obviously this guy should be incarcerated <laughs> immediately and actually i believe that that might have not even been the guy at f first they may have had to drop that in later because this guy's acting was so horrible is the force with there's his second one that's cost you 800 bucks right there <laughs> can you can you imagine being mark hamill and him looking at the script and saying oh my god they're I have to read this. And then him looking out at the traffic and saying, I could walk right in front of that train. It's going to be here in 10 minutes. And I would never have to do this again. But no, they're doing it. Is the force? Is it with Joe and Kamala? Oh, man. What a low point society has hit. I have to tell you, I am convinced that Joe Biden is the exact right person in the exact. So I talked to the first time I ever talked to Donald Trump. This is pathetic and i'm not happy about this and it's uh when i first talked to him on the air in an interview anyway um and this is just disgraceful mm -hmm. i actually tried to <laughs> just to show you how different he is than mark hamill mark hamill said is the the guy says is a force with them this this schlock uninteresting you know waif of a human being who's who should be giving uh you know like uh, back of the house tours of uh, mostly closed zoos. He's just a bland person or a paper factory. Um. So anyway, so I had the first time I talked to Trump, I had um, on the radio, I tried to set him up because this is 2015. And so this is before I didn't, nobody was taking him seriously, but I figured, you know what? At least I'll get him to say the thing, you know? So I said, uh, Hey, Donald Trump, if you had like Roger Goodell and, Barack Obama in front of you around now, and they weren't doing a good job. What would you say to them? It was like this guy. I was this guy, essentially. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and what I was, was trying like, to set up the air fire. Right. And he said, Yeah, you're trying to get me to say I'm fired. I'm not going to do that. It's like, Yeah, okay, I'll go away now. But at least hey, that was, he wasn't going to do it. Trump said, Oh my God, I got this fat idiot who's trying to walk me into the air fire thing, and I'm sick of it. I'm not doing it for him. He probably has no money or influence. But Hamill has to go along with the is the, is the force. Can you imagine? You don't know. When you're Mark Hamill, you don't know, especially now with all the prequels and all the other crap, the new mega franchisement of Star Wars, you don't know what kind of Comic-Con loser you might be attached to here. You could fall right into a, the <laughs> bee's nest of true believers in the entire canon, and they know all about your well, character, and they not only know about your character... They believe that you are Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and you will be talked to as such. And not only that, they know you're Luke Skywalker, and they're also in the Rebel Alliance. Mm -hmm. And this could go crazy off the off the rails. I assume that, that, that Hamill said before I get into this, 
guy who's going to act badly and set me up for this horrifying, <laughs> horrifying uh, presentation. Make sure there's no Comic Con losers on this thing because I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. I will hang up and walk away, or I'll hang myself uh, on video here. I, I cannot deal with it. Well, fortunately for him, it seems like more they have the opposite problem. Like nobody on this call has heard of Star Wars or Mark Hamill, which is why after he brought him onto the call when they were all looking at this old dude <laughs> on the screen. He had to be like, look, guys, it's the guy who plays Luke Skywalker. Oh, my God, everybody. And nobody, like, reacted. They kind of were like, ha-ha, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I guess that makes they sense. They weren't going to know who he was if right. nobody had stepped up and said, like, it's Luke Skywalker. You know from the Star Wars thing with the Jedi and they hit each other with lightsabers, guys? That thing? Like, that's the level that we were at. Right. So. And most of some of these people on this probably weren't born during Jar Jar's reign. I mean, these people, there's probably some young people on this. That right moment of time yes. that we need right now. But I want to hear your stories. I mean, what you're... He wants to hear their stories. That's mm -hmm. what he really wants to do. Can you imagine going to that line oh. on the script saying, I could now ask about their stories. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Freaking, how much are we getting paid? What have I done wrong in my life? That I'm, I'm asking these people. Encountering or what motivates you? Who has a story to tell? Unfortunately for Mark, a bunch of people did, but I've only got, uh, grabbed a few here. I want a president, regardless of party, that's a role model for young people. So that sounds like Mark himself. Is that Mark himself? I think so. I I'm think not even sure. Um, first of all, Mark, I will say to you, uh, why the hell do we want a president who's a role model for young people? That's not true. You want a president who's a president. You want a president to be good at stuff. I don't need him to be a, a role model. Mm -hmm. Be just like this person, this egocentric, power-hungry, opportunist, lying SOB. Be just like that person. No. Just like you. Don't let your children go up, grow up to be politicians, everybody. Don't. Right. It's just bad. The politicians I, are bad people. I want I want my kid to be just like Joe Biden, who lied about his college grades, who then lied about his resume, who then stole somebody else's life experience and made it his own. Lied repeatedly about marching in the civil rights movement. When I marched in the civil rights movement, I did not march with a 12-point program. I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. Mostly he didn't march at all because he didn't <laughs> march at all. And he was not part of the civil rights movement. He had to take all that stuff back when he quit in 1988. And, um, and then we, when he fessed up to stealing all the speeches and all the other stuff he does, he's not... There's a lot of people. I can't think of a president who I'd like to be a role model. I can't think of one. Maybe. I can't think of one. I, I mean, I guess if you want to just look at service, maybe George W. H.W. Bush. George H.W. is probably the guy. I mean, yeah. in terms of just purely the best person and probably not the best president out of recent right. ones. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's probably in terms of a role model. Right. So here comes one of the um, Mark Hamill's people that he's thrilled to, uh, to speak to about why they're excited about Joe. There's something so genuine about Joe Biden. And when you see it in person, how he interacts with people, you really get a sense of what kind of person he is. Oh, man. Can you imagine that? It's with Joe Biden, especially. I mean, any of them, especially, you get a sense. You know, I get the, he's real. I get that sense that he's real. A black man invented the light bulb, not a white guy named Edison. Okay? Okay, that's fine, Joe. That was a real Joe moment, really pandering to a black church full of black people by making up, rewriting history. He's so real that he just made up history right there to pander to a room full of black people. 
Now, in the modern world, you'd consider that, um, in the real world, you'd consider that insulting and unacceptable. But no, 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 no. no we just played another pander. When I marched in the civil rights movement. So real. I did not march with a 12-point program. No, he's so real. My goodness. It's incredible, the realness of this guy. There's something so genuine about Joe Biden. If you're going with that, and I don't believe this. By the way, I'm not saying any of the Republican politicians were genuine either. It's mm -hmm. horse bleep. You're, you're a composite. You are a marketing vehicle if you are a politician right. running for president. Right. You're not there to be real. You're there to not be real. At any Jeffrey Tubin was real the other day, okay? <laughs> you're not there to be real. Yeah, hide who you are. Exactly. Remember at his town hall the other night, he recognized one of the questioners having met yeah. him on the campaign trail. That's extraordinary. Yeah. Three of the questioners worked in his administration. <laughs> yeah, all of these questioners who were undecided either worked for him or alongside of him for a year. Amazing. He recognizes him. Yeah, they were just in the back together talking because they worked for him. Ordinary. So I'm a teacher at, at Kent State in Ohio, and uh, I'm doing this for my students because I have been teaching for about 16 years. And this is the first time where all of my Gen Z students are all registered to vote. Um, All right. You even need to tell them. They're like, we got this, Dr. G. So, yeah. <laughs> we got this, Dr. G. You know what? I cannot. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't like Dr. G. I'm sorry. And I don't like this guy. There's something so genuine about Joe Biden. And when you see it in. Sorry. Sorry. You have it coming. <laughs> genuine guy just got whacked, Alice. <laughs> Hey, I like them apples. Remember at his town hall the other night, he recognized one of the questioners having met him on the campaign trail. That's extraordinary. So I'm a teacher at, at Kent State in Ohio, no. and uh, Sorry, I'm doing Dr. this for G. my students. <laughs> Don't you laugh, Alice. I'll get you. you got one coming, too. All right. So the big uh, wrap-up by Mark Hamill. When you have Joe Biden and you have uh, Kamala Harris that are offering an optimistic alternative, fact-based, with actual plans to Science. change things that will affect people's lives, we've got to fight like uh, our lives depend on it because they mm -hmm. literally do. Let's do it for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Wow. Let's do it for the future generations. And always remember, the force will be with you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Holy Thank Lord, you. in the Thank name you. of hell. Thank you, Mr. Hamill. Thanks for having me, Ohio, and fight on! Oh. Thank you. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Let's do it for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Always remember, the force will be with you, always. Can you imagine being in this meeting? And how low, how awful that would feel that he's got to say it and mm -hmm. do that with you. It's like almost him having to dance a jig for you with his little top out. Da -da 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 -da. Really? You, you're making Mark Hamill say the word, the force be with you? Thing it's, it would be tough enough to, in an actual presentation, a theatrical presentation of Star Wars, the Lost Hope or whatever it is, to have, say that line would be tough. Like, <laughs> this has been a haggard line. I feel a little bad. Can we re? Can we do this uh, the Hamilton way? Can we wrap it or something? I don't want to say this. Oh, man. Imagine saying that. Imagine being in that meeting. It reminds me of just being in uh, orientations when I worked. And I took dumb jobs uh, for my whole life. Mm -hmm. How dumb the orientations were. I, 
I once took an orientation where I had to watch like four hours worth of movies to work at Hagen Daz <laughs> because you had there was a way to get the ice cream because their ice cream was like packed in more than most ice cream. So uh-huh. there was a method and using the water and this and that. <laughs> and they're saying like, so now you're going to role play. And so the woman came over to me and she's like, yeah, I'd like a half uh, vanilla and like half, uh, you know, hazelnut nut cream ice cream. And I say, <laughs> oh, OK. And I had to show and she's watching my wrist with my fake. Scooper, she's like, no, you don't, you don't have enough arm in there for the. You're gonna have to elbow up, arm down, wrist straight, contact with the cut. And I was like, Jesus, what am I doing here? Needless to say, I did not show up for that job. <laughs> but um, that's it, man. Yeah, see, so those are the people. Always remember, the force will be with you, always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wouldn't it be great you, if Mr. somebody Hamill. in that audience actually had a lightsaber just? Harry carried right there. Oh, Jesus, Mark! I mean, Bill! Bill, no! Was it Was it this? By the way, this reminds me, Alice, that um, another low point in the world, people forget, and I was just a little kid in the 1970s. I was born in 73. But... Um, um, hold on one second. Go ahead, Alice, Phil. Oh, anyway, here's a song that was a hit at the time, Unbelievable. This is how terrible the 70s were. Oh, man. What a low period. Yeah. Well, I've been off Mark Hamill for a couple years anyway, ever since his son Nathan um, took up with this um, porn actress and got her pregnant. And he and both his parents pressured her and pressured her and pressured her to get an abortion and she did Mm. like the pills and that didn't work and then they like wanted her to go get the thing and they like arm twisted her and eventually she just like didn't do it and they were like mad at her and ugly to her and terrible and uh so yeah so i've been done with mark hamill pretty much since that because like your buddy tubin there from cnn i think the type of people that pressure women to get abortions are just like the absolute no he's a really lowest, good person you see he said the lowest. right words let's do it for ruth bader ginsburg that's who we're doing it for ruth bader ginsburg yeah i don't i don't have i've been so he deserves to be on zoom calls with no one knowing who he is, is and having to say corny lines from the 70s that's he has it coming to him that's what i said you know what let's hit him with this alice right <laughs> There he goes in a pile. Did he die in any of them? In, in the of- last one, he kind of oh, did, like he's- the last Jedi or something. Yeah, mm. but I mean, he already was sort of like the stepchild from the original trilogy a little bit. Like both uh, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher were much more famous than he was after Star Wars, right? You're telling me. So, I mean, he already was sort of, you know. <clears throat> His was a career that never happened. 
It was an odd. It was an odd thing too because he was the King Dangling in 1977. Then he did something called Corvette Summer, and then he was in the Big Red one. Uh, I but none heard of, those of those were hits. Yeah. And then then he went away. Other than Star Wars, you know, he he was just unhirable. I don't know. He was a good actor, but Harrison Ford was was cooler. And the, the in the new ones. I've seen like maybe two of the new newer ones. I saw the Jar Jar, those three that came out 20 mm-hmm. years ago, and I learned a valuable lesson about CGI and about going to see big blockbuster movies from seeing those. <laughs> Obviously, I wanted Jar Jar to die badly. Um, but I, I learned... Um, I learned... Uh, so, but then the recent ones, you and I liked Rogue One. Yeah, but I didn't like the thing where... Where Han Solo dies, it's like why you killed. No, me but only... that wasn't Rogue One. Rogue what One was, was the other one with the girl. It's like where they're trying to get the plans that Princess Leia gets at the beginning of A New Hope. It was sort of the one-off one. Oh, okay. So yeah, not the one where Han Solo dies and there's like Ray. We watched that, but we didn't love that. But like we liked Rogue One. Remember? Yeah, because Han Solo got killed by some seventeen-year-old like, emo son. kid. It's yeah. like it, really. Hansel is the only interesting guy left in this thing, and you killed him who needed to be killed 20 years ago. Mr. Kodjaja Binks, Mr. Your Humble Servant. No, no. Doesn't that feel good? Think mm-hmm. about him. Why doesn't Lucas go back, do us a favor, instead of making uh, uh, Greedo pull the gun first on Han Solo, why doesn't he go back and just slaughter Jar Jar in the first one? Yeah, I don't know. People. I do feel bad for the Jar Jar actor, though, because... Oh, oh No, that but was... this is interesting, because he came out recently, and he was, like, mentally destroyed by the whole experience, because they thought he was going to be, like, a fan-favorite character, like the new Chewbacca or something, you know, <laughs> that he was going to be, like, this big hit, and he, like, poured his heart into this character. He's, like, a black dude, by the way, this actor, and, like, people just hated him hated him and like he could never work again it was like terrible and ruined his life like that he was jar jar and he was all excited because this was his big break he was like this major character in star wars you know in the first new star wars movies in decades it was like huge you know and like his career was just over he was done yeah and he was hated by all sides we used to to talk about we had a friend who was in comic-con that they'd like beat up the jar jars at Mm comic-cons and that was crazy because you know, you could see, like, you were supposed to hate Darth Vader because he was mean. Mm-hmm. And you love, uh, hate Palpatine. He's a jerk. And maybe even Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt. Those are supposedly the hate. Jabba the Hutt, I believe, had a woman uh, in a bikini and chains. <laughs> um, and, you know, he these were all jerks. But, man, people just hated that guy. I hated him, too. <laughs> I, hated, yeah. they, I thought they should have whacked him in scene one of movie one of that, uh, of that thing. Sorry about that. I'm... Slack, you know, it never. Does a job ever end, Dallas? Job never ends, does it? Mm-hmm. Um, but these are exciting times. We've got an election just about a week from today or tomorrow, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited, regardless of what happens. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited no matter what. I mean, I there's part of me. I wish there were two of two of me. Uh, it, the part of me is excited if Trump wins re-election. Obviously, that's. <laughs> <laughs> After That's the not Mark about Hamill me. Thing. That's simply about me being a voyeur <laughs> and a spectator into the world. You're right. I want to vi- After the Mark Hamill thing, I really want Trump to win. Now, I wasn't that emotionally invested and now like I can't I can't have them going around saying the force is with Joe and then like have Joe win. That just I can't let that be a thing. So. Yeah, that is uh that is tough. I mean, imagine the levels of cringe we're going to be subjected to if Joe wins. 
Well, also, Joe Biden doesn't remember Star Wars. He doesn't know who <laughs> any of these people are. He doesn't know. He's only got he's his memories are contained within the late 40s through the early 50s. And most of them take place in and around a Delaware pool, um, which is a very big gay hotspot, as we found out as well, which the Bidens were very fine with, by the way, including old man Philomena Biden. What was, his, what was the old man's name? I don't remember. Um, Ichabod Biden. There was uh, One of them was, was, uh, was very much uh, was into it. All right. So uh, let's see. Where shall we go now? Oh, the Ed Markey stuff. Can you tell me? Can you tell me what you've got on Ed Markey here? Ed Markey is, for a mild mannered, kind of blown in the wind um, progressive, he is not afraid to throw a grenade here and there. This is this is the Massachusetts delegation. Our senators, they spit fire, man. They are incredible. They are. In- <clears throat> well, yeah. I mean, Ed Markey's pretty radical, actually. Um- Yes, but you wouldn't. But he just seems like kind of an old Massachusetts guy. Yeah, no, you would think he was just like um sort of average, right? Squishy New England Democrat, like whatever. He looks like a guy, an an old guy from Malden, but he's got, but he's more. He's he's nuttier than Vermin Supreme, you know. He just doesn't have the boot in his head. Him standing next to AOC for the Green New Deal—that's not an aberration. He's like really, he's. Way out there and always has been. Um, he's been representing me in Congress since before I was born. So, and Tom, we looked it up almost mm. since when you were born, but not quite. But, no, you said January of 1973. So he um, was... No, January of 1973, he was in the Massachusetts House of Representatives. He, was, oh, he didn't go to okay. U.S. Congress until 76. So, so since in other words, he got into old. the U.S. Congress a year before Star Wars came up. Right. So, and um, Elvis and was alive when he was in Congress. <laughs> right, and he's been there ever since, much like Joe Biden. Um, he's been in Washington forever. So, but he's been like on a roll, tweeting with the Amy Coney Barrett stuff going on. First of all, he tweeted, "We must expand the Supreme Court." He retweeted Jacobin Mag, which is a socialist magazine uh, <laughs> that Amy Coney Barrett has ties to the fossil fuel industry. We must uh, expand the Supreme Court. Um, then he says, originalism is racist, originalism is sexist, originalism is homophobic, originalism is just a fancy word for discrimination. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that's what Ed Markey thinks of the Constitution, apparently. Um, so, by the way, if you're forgetting who Ed Markey is, he's the guy we, he's, we just mentioned, he's been elected forever. But we had him, remember, at the Lowell Sun for an Ed Board meeting a couple of months ago, a few months ago, and we asked him then who he wanted to see as the vice presidential choice for uh, Joe Biden. And his answer, I think, was telling. Uh, Who do you think um, is best suited to be his running mate to help him do that? Um, And I asked specifically because you served with two women who were were apparently on the list, Senator Warren from Massachusetts and Senator Harris from California. Who do you think is best cut out for that? Well, uh... What do you have a favorite? <laughs> I would say, yeah, Elizabeth Warren is my favorite. And oh, if it's not Elizabeth Warren, then it would be an African-American woman who would be on the ticket. That would be my preference. But Elizabeth has my top choice. What, why is that? What, what does, other than being from the same state as you when you work closely together, what, what, what is her biggest attribute? Uh, I would say it's, it's, uh, uh, it's a clear vision. His choice is the clear vision woman who he works alongside <laughs> or any African-American or Just anybody any with dark skin. Exactly. Of what is needed 
at this time from an economic perspective. Uh, and I think she's perfectly suited to provide that level of leadership. Okay, thank you. What if, but, you know, along those lines, what if, but, so either Liz Warren's clear leadership or simply an African-American woman's skin color? I mean, isn't there something more that you'd want? Well, yeah, there, there, there are, um, there are African-American, African-American women who are qualified to be vice president of the United States. Oh. Uh, and, um. Uh, and uh, and I think that well, if they are, and you it needs to be an African American woman, then why don't you name one of them? And then we can have one, <laughs> and you can support her because now it's time. What we're seeing on the streets of our country, uh, what we're hearing from uh, communities of color, uh, is that the sound we hear, I think, is him trying to unplug those computer unsuccessfully. <laughs> they want justice. Um, they want to make sure that we put in place the kinds of programs that deal with police reform, criminal justice reform, health care reform, educational reform, and that we, you know, and that we're able to um, uh, and that we're able to deal with those problems. And I think it's time. It is absolutely time. Here we go. For an African-American woman Damn to right. be on the ticket. On Given everything you just said, yes. wouldn't an African-American woman for vice president, Trump, your colleague from Massachusetts. <laughs> well, again, I, I, I support Elizabeth to be vice president. And, um, and I think that she has just the perfect economic message for this time. Uh, and if, and I, and, uh, and I, uh, wholeheartedly support her candidacy if she wants it, by the way, if she wants it, I would never say to anyone, you should do this. Okay. If she wants it, uh, but apart from her, I think that an African American woman would be the perfect, um, the perfect kind of a, a picture to be uh, to be um, sending to our country. Right about here, he's praying that Mark Hamill will appear on the call somewhere. There's a, there'll be a secret introduction. Oh, look who we have here. He, um, you know, by saying that you want it to be Elizabeth Warren, you're also saying that you don't want it to be an African American woman. <laughs> Because she's not that. But anyway, that's uh, that's Ed Markey. That's fine. He has uh, been super um, in t- right. so, contact with us but, at the uh, at, my, at my work. Go ahead. But he um, he's definitely in favor of expanding the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also says originalism is racist. Um, and he says, as soon as the Democrats retake the Senate, we must abolish the filibuster. So... Uh, and then he said that we can have the ACA or we can have ACB, but we can't have both. So just in case you don't know where he stands, Amy Coney Barrett will, barring a meteor strike, be confirmed tonight. Um, and uh, that's that's how he feels about it. So, All right, Alice, the big uh, audio of the day, and there's an update to this. There's breaking news to this. Let's go right to Joe Biden today talking about we're not sure. You can tell me. This is the most consequent, not because I'm running. Because who I'm running against, this is the most consequential election uh, in, a, in a long, long, long time. And the character of the country, in my view, is literally on the ballot. What kind of country we're going to be? Mm-hmm. Four more years of George, uh, George, uh, he uh, is going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in a different world. 
Four more years of George. Uh, George uh, Brian Stelter reports NBC has added an editor's note to this morning's Today Show segment that played a clip of Biden saying four more years of Georgia without noting that he was talking to George Lopez. Oh. So they, he meant four more years of George <laughs> Lopez, I guess. And it's it, it, Grant, uh, the, the editor's note, the video of Joe Biden talking about the 2020 election in four more years of George came from an interview that Biden did with Sunday, Sunday with George Lopez. The fact that Biden was talking with George Lopez was relevant in helpful context that should have been included with the original report. Full transcript of that debate. George Lopez, if somebody is undecided, well, Joe Biden, well, first of all, um, uh, in my view, it was literally on the bio. What kind of country are we going to be? Former years of Georgia. Are George uh, going to find ourselves in a place where Trump, we're in a different world. Can you, can you imagine that they've added this? I mean, this is the, there's no, well, listen to it again. And now the, the media as one collective voice have said, no. Remember, he was talking to George Lopez. So that's where the problem is. Because there was a George somewhere in the universe <laughs> that had to do with this. This is the most consequential, not because I'm running, but because who I'm running against. This is the most consequential election uh, in, a, in a long, long, long time. And the character of the country, in my view, is literally on the ballot. What kind of country we're going to be? Four more years of George, uh, George uh, he uh, is going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in a different world. Yeah, well, the world that he was in is saying George Bush is what he meant to say <laughs> is what he was looking for, but he couldn't find it, and that is incredible. It's not incredible, but I mean, there's no such thing as a conspiracy anymore. Um, there's no such thing as a conspiracy anymore. This is the the media is all in. They're all in for their guy, and that's all that matters. They think that they're close, and they're doing anything they can at this point. There is nothing, nothing that they won't do to gaslight you, to change the truth. It's right out there. Here's Biden um, today, um, or this was in Chester, Pennsylvania. I don't know what day this is about. His, he's asked about his light schedule. We do a lot of other good things. So with that, why don't I take yes, sir. Thanks so much, Ms. Friday. Um, you kept a relatively light public schedule in the past few days. Can you give us a sense of what, how much you'll be traveling in the next few days, where you might be going? I just told you where I was going to be traveling, and I, by the way, I traveled the last few days, too. Are you, are you going to Iowa, sir? I'm going to be going to Iowa. I'm going to Wisconsin. I'm going to Georgia. I'm going to Florida and maybe other places as well. There's a lot we've been doing as well in terms of being online and social, uh, excuse me, uh, everything from fundraising efforts to making sure we meet. I've met today with a group of leaders in the Democratic Party laying out where we're going to go, getting their input and the like. So we're constantly, there has not been a day that hadn't been a 12-hour day yet. Uh, anybody care to fact check that? Not yeah. been a day that hasn't been a 12-hour day yet. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But why not? They're going to push it for him. They're going to push it for him. But yeah, this is just so dishonest to me. I mean, we heard him. He said four more years of George. So the best case you can possibly spin that into is that he didn't finish his sentence of four more years of whatever he was going to say that there was going to be four more years of and just trailed off into talking to the moderator randomly, which is also not great. Like there's no there's no good explanation for that. Sorry. You know, and and like with the teleprompter stuff, when they asked 
you know, does he use a teleprompter and they refuse to answer? Or like when they ask about court packing and he refuses to answer, they turn it into a bigger story because they mm -hmm. do this weird spinning about it. That well, let's makes get to no this. Sense. Let's get to this. this. Is court packing? He's asked today about court packing during this or whatever happened after this this scrum or something, and. His staff does not uh, stand for it. Here's the deal. One of the things that, that, that is important is that um, keep in mind, although they're going to vote on uh, uh, Barrett, I think today. They're pulling him away. They escorted the camera out. <laughs> that's fine, I think. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, so now, so he's been saying that his answer on court packing depends on what happens with Barrett, right? So they're supposed to vote on Barrett tonight. So does that mean tomorrow he's going to start answering the court packing question? Uh, no, he can't do that. He, how can he do that? It's not a good answer. I mean, Marky's answered it. Marky is pro-court packing, pro-ending the filibuster. <laughs> this is remarkable. This is, yeah, but Marky doesn't. He's he's. There's no chance he could lose. This is remarkable. This is again Biden getting asked that question, and they move all of the cameras and everything away from him. Here's the deal. One of the things that that, that is important is that um, keep in mind, although they're going to vote on. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's all that kosher to move all the uh, recording media the hell away. But they're doing it. My buddy Aaron Rupar working hard as usual. All right, what else we got here, Alice? What else do we have there? Oh, my friend uh, Brakeman, blue mm -hmm. check mark. This young lady, I don't know anything about her, but she's got this. She's super liberal. She's like a socialist, but she is. Yeah, but she's making fun of blue check elitist liberals in this uh, comedy clip that she has. I love this. Vote for Biden so we can all get back to brunch. Am I right? Let me tell you. This is supposed to be a conversation between two blue checks. Mm-hmm. Vote for Biden so we can all get back to brunch, am I right? Let me tell you something that is something I thought of. If Biden wins, we can go back to brunch. Well, let me say something, too. Uh, if Biden wins, uh, you'll find me at brunch. Vote for Biden so we can stop talking about this. This is just a high-profile white person talking, but Kamala is my queen. Uh, yes, that's okay to say. Louder for the people in the back. Louder for the people in the back. There are some people in the back who would like it to be louder. Let that sink in. No, let this sink in. No, no, let this sink in. No, 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 no. Let this sink in. Mamma mia, let that sink in. Uh, put that in your sink and let it in. <laughs> Vote. How come nobody's talking about this? If Biden wins, we can go back to Brunch. Brunchy, brunchy, that's what we can go back to if we vote. Where are you right now? Brunch. Mommy drinky brunch for that to sink in. That's it. That's the tweet. Oh, man. And as we've been talking about, we did spend a while yesterday talking about the idea that um, that um, 
that the people in New York they're still going after the Jewish population in New York. This isn't the latest thing. Isn't the um, isn't the it's not the um, the rally, right? What's going on? No, it's they're sending cops to. Uh, I don't know if it's specifically a yeshiva. Yeah, it's a yeshiva to these Jewish schools in New York because they have a list of schools that may not be in compliance looking for children that may illegally be at the school. So it's this <laughs> cop in this empty school and they're trying to ask her, like, why she's there. The school's closed. There's no one there. And she's like, well, I have a list and you're on the list of non-compliant schools and I'm looking for Jewish children that might be somewhere in this school not in compliance. It's really terrible. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. I didn't. Did I know about this? Anyway, I think I have the audio right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah but we, we check everywhere. Yet you're still writing your summons outside. Empty classrooms. Let's go So the cops are storming around. You gonna join us? Come. Looking for errant Jewish people. <laughs> yes, there might be Jewish people going to school somewhere in New York. They must put a stop to it. Which way do you want to go? Anywhere. Well, I, you're the one writing your summons. You must know something I don't know. So which way do you want to go? <laughs> I do like the attitude. I mean, it looks good from here. Obviously, there's nobody here. So why are you writing your summons? Um. Please don't record me. I have to record you because you're giving me a summons outside. How can I not record you? (laughs) If I wouldn't have opened the door, you would have put a summons on my door. Because we have a list. A list of what? We're just um, verifying now if... You have a list of schools that are open? Yes. So you have a summons that you're writing before even coming into the school because you just came into the school there's not one kid here. No, see, this is the thing. What you guys are not understanding. Three weeks ago, orders went out stating whatever school's open must close because it's a red... An orange zone right, area. Right. So we revisit these schools. If we find that these schools are open, right. summonses go out. But why we would you writing a summons outside though? There's nobody in here. He's being problematic. What she no. said. She want to know why they open. Why they They're not open. There's only staff in here. There's no kids. It seems like you guys have a list that you're just coming around giving summons to, whether we're open or closed. Hey, can you tell her that this gentleman is recording me? What, the whole, the whole conversation is being recorded. The Jewish man seems uh, oddly sensitive about lists. Mm-hmm. Can I see your bag? Your bag? <laughs> Jesus, what are we doing here? Thank you. I don't. I'm not blaming the cops. Stupid bureaucrats have made them do this. I don't think the cops want to. I don't know. Do I have flashbacks to our lead inspector. Oh, well. Coming to our house, telling us she's here as law enforcement <laughs> and stomping around. Could be her. Hear that? It looks like they're doing mostly administrative work. Who the frig are you? Ugh. Okay. He's, he's filming us. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah, the left now against filming law enforcement. Congratulations. Oh, man. Man, what a time. What a time. What a time. We need to wake the hell up in this country, and we need to start opening up in this country. I realize that the second wave is hitting. I understand that. In the Lowell Sun today, we've got a story about uh, one of the hospitals in our area in Massachusetts um, where they've got all sorts of uh, young people now. They're admitting into the hospital, 
and there's a backlog, and they're seeing more and more mental health issues and self-harm happening, violence, violence against children from parents, uh, more drugs and alcohol happening. This is terrible. This is terrible. This is. Are we letting the cure be more dangerous than the disease? It's starting to look like that a little bit. We can handle the COVID uh, virus better than we could before. I'm not minimizing mm-hmm. it, but we don't want dead people from the virus, dead people as a result of shutting the world down, and then dead people as a result of um, the, the just dead economy. Well, right. You know, I mean, and- we got to have something to hold on to, something. Right. I mean, and there's trade offs to everything, right? Like cancer. Uh, Surgeons are saying that they're seeing more people come into the hospital with their cancers very advanced, that people are missing chemotherapy appointments, that people aren't showing up for preventative services. Um, You know, people going back to doctors now, there's like a backlog of people showing up to doctors for non-urgent services. So there's much longer wait times for appointments, things like that. It's really, you know, this has real impacts, too. It's not all like health or money. It's it's health or health. It's just. You know, you have to try and figure out how to, to, you know, walk the line of what's going to be the more damaging thing. It's a tough decision. I don't envy anybody who has to make it, but it's not just straight up, like, close everything all the time. I mean, the New York Times had a piece out today saying that, like, the data is getting better and better, showing us that kids should be in school. This is from the New York Mm -hmm. Times. This is the science. This is not, like, OAN saying that Trump should is right and we should open schools. This is... Like, this is where the actual real data is leading us, is kids should be in schools. And even in countries where they don't have interventions in the schools, like social distancing or masks, they're still not seeing spread from children. I I should clarify, young children, like elementary school age, Mm -hmm. like high schoolers and stuff are different. But high schoolers can also more easily learn online, you know. But there there are huge trade-offs for young children. And the young children should really be in school. There's no excuse at this point for saying otherwise. Here, here, Allie B. Tomorrow, by the way, is one week. It's one week until the election. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we will be back here tomorrow for more. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for leaving uh, good reviews and the five stars. I, I appreciate that. I don't really yet know what that does. I, I know it's good. Or whatever you're drinking or not drinking, because we're going back in the wagon to finish out Sober October, right? Is that what we were doing, Alice? Uh, I don't think we did a very good job. No, we didn't. Sober November it is. (laughs) All us. Thanks so much, everybody. May the force be with you. Say la vie. Always remember, the force will be with you. Always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hamill. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.